0: Hi, I'm Casey Fabling, and welcome to the Fabling Built Podcast. This podcast was created to answer the questions we get every day, like, who is Fabling Built? And what can I expect for a great customer experience? We also wanted to give you a behind the scenes look at how we deliver the Fabling Built experience from the perspective of the customer, our employee, and the owners. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date with our content. If you would like to learn more about who Fabling Built is, check out our website at FablingBuilt.com. Thanks for taking the time to come hang out with us. Let's get started.
1: Fabling Built family, welcome to another episode of the Fabling Built Podcast. I'm Timon Phillips. And I'm Casey Fabling. Casey, look who we got here, man.
0: We got Mr. Russell Nash here with us. Russ, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I'm Russell Nash with George Mason Mortgage. Yep. Nice, nice.
0: We've been. Uh, I've been looking forward to this conversation because Russ, you are the first person to uh, to help me understand some of the processes that people ask us about all the time, and and this was this was a few years ago. You explained this to me, and now all I say is, yeah, you just need to call Russ. I don't, <laughs> I don't know.
2: Well, that's a that's the good first start right there, especially when people are looking at building or renovating and the financing aspect of
0: things absolutely you you have some really because your company is a, it has a local feel but it's a bigger it has it's backed Mm -hmm. by a bigger company you guys really are able to bring some good tools to homeowners and uh for renovations but also on the on the buying side i think we've purchased three properties through you guys now yes yeah so um so it's it's been a you know we work together for we've known each other for
2: We've known each other for probably 10, 15 years. I think really yeah. worked together for Yeah, about over a decade five, for sure, yeah.
0: At least five years we've yep. been working
1: together. You know, a lot of people ten plus years, Casey. That you says know, something that happens, about you, man. So that That's happens. good.
0: So well welcome to the podcast and uh, we're we're gonna get into a little bit of of, yeah. of you know, what you do, um, but we wanna kinda get to know you a little bit first. So sure. Um, you uh, you're local Richmond.
2: Yes, uh, born and raised uh, in the Richmond at, for the all but a couple of years i was in the military yeah uh, i've been in the richmond tri-city area presently live in hanover at the mm-hmm. area but uh was born and raised right down the road here um at glenside and broad yeah oh, okay. my first eight ten years of my life and then my, my dad he's a country boy yeah lived in the city grew in the, up in the city he, he had enough he yeah, was like let's, he let's, let's get out, out of the country <laughs> so been out there since
0: yeah and that was i mean th- that that area's growing up around y'all oh yeah big time hanover but.
2: county's Really big now.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So you've seen, you've been there through a lot of the changes. And, yeah, we
2: moved out there before two ninety five was even built. Uh, so oh my before, gosh! Yeah, that. Was, so my dad really wanted to be out there without the convenience of. He's like, I
1: don't care. Exactly. <laughs> Just, <laughs> exactly. I want my neighbors two football fields away from me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So
0: and now you've raised your kids out there. Absolutely, yes, and uh, and they are we were just talking about this before um your kids are you've got four children as well four
2: children two boys uh yeah. 24 and 22 yeah. and two girls who are 19 and almost 18 yeah so wow yeah. one's uh my son is married uh, yeah. recently yeah and then uh my oldest daughter is a division one scholarship athlete for st francis university nice. softball so,
0: wow that's awesome yeah
2: so she's enjoying that
0: you're making a lot of the games
2: we're gonna make as many as we can. There so, you go. Yeah, we'll make we'll, we'll we'll make as many as we can,
1: especially down south when it's cold here. And it's yeah. Cold here. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Exactly. And softball is, is is bigger in the in the colleges in the south, right? Now, yes. Okay. It has definitely in the
2: last probably five to ten years exploded, especially yeah. on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool.
0: Well, so and you know, I've always you and I've had a lot of conversations because your kids are ten years older than I, than than mine are, and right. so that's you know when we first got to know each other you know about 10 years ago was i my kids were really little yes. and yours were in the early teen years and i remember you sharing just some little nuggets of wisdom and <laughs> you know it just if it's crazy to feel like i'm i'm not 40 yet and it feels like that just seems like it was so long ago but it really wasn't that long ago right i mean it's just
2: you blink your eyes and it's gone <laughs> it's and, crazy. And all of a sudden they're getting married yeah, and, man. Said,
0: yes. and you gave me that perspective of, hey, this is what's going to feel like. And now you're on the other side of one marriage and your kids are, you know, you've got two in college now and, right. and you know, one heading on her way soon. So
2: exactly. Exactly. So Very interesting. it's exciting. And it's a different, just different stage. It's a yeah. different stage. And that's what's exciting about
0: it. Cool. So. Very cool.
1: Yeah. Well, my first introduction to you, Russell, was I, I was in uh, the sales manager's office and I saw your card sitting there. I was like, oh, who's this? And he was like, oh, yeah, this is Russell Nash. He's like, an XYZ. I said, hmm, that sounds interesting. And I called you immediately. And I said, hey, man, I just saw your card. I was just talking to Kevin. I wanted to have you on the on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So for, for people who don't know exactly what it is you do with George Mason, can you give us a little more insight? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a mortgage
2: loan officer branch manager. So mm-hmm. I do re- oversee some people at George Mason. Um, but my main job responsibility is helping people finance uh, okay. a, a mortgage. So if it could be, again, right now we're d- not doing hardly any refinances, but re- there are time frames when we do refinances. Mm-hmm. New, new construction with builders for people buying homes that could be anywhere from, you know, two months to a year out from construction. Uh, completion that is. And then we also help people with existing homes and construction loans and renovation loans. Um, So we do the, we have the full gamut. We, there's not much that we don't do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the uh, reverse mortgages we don't do, you know, but we do. um, One of the things I like to stress and focus on is construction, renovation, and new construction, Mm -hmm. um, because we have such a great product at George Mason mortgage to accommodate and help people uh, find the best financing availability and possibilities for them to qualify
0: so in in layman's terms somebody's thinking okay i'm going to do a renovation uh or buy a home so i mean buy a home you get a mortgage like people understand that pretty simply like and that's Mm -hmm. and one of the things i love about working with you and why my wife and i have chosen to work with you is the communication right like even though you you manage your team there's the fact that you have a team so that it's not always, oh, we're waiting on Russ for this. No, I, you've got a great team that is a, has been very responsive all throughout the process. Right, this is a lot of work. Yes, it <laughs> it's is. a lot of documentation. It, it, it is, especially I mean, being a business owner. It's like it's not just, it's not a few documents. It's no, it's like good lord, admit, you need yeah. another document. <laughs> it's, it's
2: almost like a. I like the joke is, you know, everything but the blood test of your kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, nowadays, right. Unfortunately, and that's just. The environment we're in from 2008 uh, when we had the mortgage, I'd say, fall that we had back then or the housing bubble that that busted, um, they put a lot of more and additional procedures in place so we don't go back and have that again. And that's smart. I, I think that is smart lending practices now. They went overboard and they've come back and made it more common sense right. today, but it's still a lot of documentation, unfortunately.
0: Well, and it is, the great thing is once you get it all together, it's
2: it's a very quick and seamless transaction right. at it's that
0: point. The hardest part is just getting all the documents correct. together. Correct, correct. Um, so for us, the second and third process was a lot easier because you had a lot of it yes. and it was just a simple process of, okay, we just need to update these documents. Absolutely. So that was really helpful. Um, and then, so people, you know, from that perspective is, okay, a mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, refinance, you were crazy busy for a while with refis.
2: During COVID, right. we, when rates dropped at the lowest I've ever, I mean, I've been doing this 23 years yeah. in February, and so it's the lowest rates we've ever seen at any time in my career, but also since the 1950s, I think right. it was. So they, they were in the upper twos. And so... Yes, of course, we were overloaded with refinances, but purchase business was still, and that's our focus is purchase. We will do the refines, mm-hmm. but our um, the, our focus is going to do on the purchases, construction, yeah. um, renovation type stuff is our focus because when the times are, when rates go up like they are now, right. that's your bread and butter.
0: And so the renovation loan you know people think in terms of renovation loan there's multiple names for it correct so you know just what are the can you rattle off just some of the names as far as like uh it just again layman's terms like the two three k the y-
2: yes you have um the regular renovation construction loan which is um a conventional type of loan okay. where you you're able to you gotta have 15 to 20 percent equity in the property etc mm-hmm. you do the terms are better mm-hmm. rate wise cost wise um, than the FHA renovation which is a 203k mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people will hear that but it allows you to have less equity to do a 203k mm-hmm. okay and they also have home style uh, Fannie Mae home style, uh Freddie Mac home possible type of loans that are also allowing people to do renovations in as well
0: got it and these are some of these are, are new mortgages that allow to you know do, what, or are these purchasing new homes with the ability to renovate them as they correct, go? Correct, correct. Okay.
2: And a lot of times what we'll do is that if the client knows they're going to renovate it mm-hmm. when they're going to buy it mm-hmm. and they have and they have all their ducks in a row right. with their contractor like Fabling built yeah. to come out there, take a look at things um, and say, okay, this is what this is going to cost, et cetera, what they want to have done. We can do it all up front when they buy the house. We right. don't have to buy the house and mm. then do the renovation loan. Right. You can do it all up front. And right. we've done a handful of those here recently. I think we Yeah, we just with wrapped you. up yeah, one. We yeah. just wrapped up one with you. And so um, that's the benefit of it with the 203K. We probably see more 203K, the FHA one, and then the regular conventional. But if someone owns a house already mm-hmm. and they're looking at doing renovation, we can still do a renovation loan, a 203K loan, or because we're owned by United Bank, our parent company, they have the home equity lines or loans available for people to tap into the equity to right. then pay for the renovations too. Right. So we have the full gamut of anything anybody's looking for when it comes to renovation.
0: And that's really powerful because a lot of the local banks have stopped doing the, the home equity uh, lines of credit or the loans because, you know, the fact that you're backed by that big bank, you have the, the borrowing power to be able to do that.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And our construction and renovation loan are backed by united bank as well right. so it's our portfolio kind of loan product it's not a regular the, the 203k is backed by fha the home style is backed by fannie mae so we still have those available mm-hmm. and we do put people in those type of loans but that's usually only when they have less equity
0: got it okay um so again you you give me the back end the thing that i love and i'm just sharing this with you listening or watching the thing that i love is really simple it's a, usually just a quick email intro. Hey Russ, this person's looking, you know, trying to solve this problem of, of you know, we've got the renovation that we're talking about. And a, a lot of times we've had an initial conversation that we've identified a high level budget for the project. And we've we've identified, okay, this is a viable project. We've got a viable timeline, viable budget. Um, the, they need to figure out the, the, the funding for it. Correct. And so that's when we introduce you. It's, you know, either a text or, or an email intro. And then we just wait until the next step is really simple. It's, it's we, we get an email from you or someone on your team and say, you know, we're good to go. We've been approved. Um, okay, now we need the proposal. And so that, you know, then we have a process that we carry through to make sure that you have a detailed proposal because that's what you, you as the bank needs, you know, your team needs mm-hmm. to be able to to justify that. Okay, we've, we've got the home. We've got the, you know, the asset. We've got the improvement that we're proposing and, and now we can fund it. And so that's been, you know, it's been a good process to help guide people through because that's, that's a lot of moving parts yes. for someone who's buying a home or doing a major renovation on a home that, it's not, you know, that's just a walk in the park, right? It's not right. stressful. <laughs> it's not a stressful event. So for me, knowing that you and your team are there, it's it's, you know, it helps us reassure people to say, look, this is... This is the team that that we know is going to help guide you through that process.
2: Correct, and part you keep talking about the team. You know, I have four people that work on my team. Mm-hmm. Okay, that uh, assist me. Now, I always do the upfront work, right? Know, talking the initial conversation with clients, going through the loan programs, talking about cost, payments, etc. Different program types. Uh, Right now, I mean, one of the trends that we're seeing in, in the marketplace now is people are looking at the adjustable rate mortgage. Right. Because rates are lower with the adjustable rate. Right. A lot of times people get a little nervous when it comes to hearing the word adjustable, but it's a six or seven year fixed rate. Right. And then it can start adjusting. So most people. When you talk about that and you explain it in detail, that's what didn't happen in two thousand eight, two thousand five right. time frame, and a lot of people got in arms, they got themselves in trouble because they didn't really understand the process. I've and
0: had I've had conversations with people who were in those moments, right? And, and you and you got through that. I mean, you were in. You, you said twenty three years. I mean, yeah. you were in the middle of that. Oh yeah. And I know a lot of people who didn't make it through the industry through that time, and you made it through the industry, and you have that right memory. In those, oh, yeah. those skills. <laughs> well, and
2: I didn't do we where I worked. We didn't do a lot of those arm risky arms right. back then. Right. Our programs, what there were a lot of companies that did. Yeah, but um, I knew enough. I knew them. I did one for myself personally. So when I do it for myself personally, I'm able to explain it in greater detail because right. I can exactly. see what the arm is going to do and what the risk are pros and cons yeah so now when you hear about a arm a lot of people go well I just want the 30 and that's fine we can we have the 30 year fix we can put them in a 30 right. year fix if that's where they prefer however if the plan is rates are going to probably go down that's the the forecasters and all the people that I listen to are probably saying in the next year in the next 12 months we're probably going to look at mid to low fives right' is what they're saying and then possibly in the next two to three years, we might see them in the fours again. Right. Okay. And if that happens, you're going to, if you're in a 30 year mortgage or if you're in an arm, you're probably going to refinance right. at that time. So why not save money now with the arm? It gives you seven full years and then you don't have to worry about um, it adjusting because you'll probably refinance by that time.
0: Well, in seven years versus I've seen three year arms. I mean, seven years, you're talking about two different presidential cycles you're talking about you know you're you're talking about a lot of different cycles that give you a lot of opportunities so when you shared that with me a few weeks ago that to me was a light bulb to say i've never seen anything like that right to to be available so that even in this current uh you know inflation rate and in current uh current um uh interest rate you can get a payment below like around five percent
2: Right now, our arms are going to be between five and a half and six percent, and the fixed well, rates great. are going to be six and a half to seven, depending on credit scores yep. uh, that are out there. So, yeah. with our renovation loans, right now, five nine nine is our six year arm, which oh, is wow. it's one year for to construct, yep. and then six years at that, so a total of seven. Yeah, and so it is a full seven years, but it's principal and interest for six Interest only for one due to the construction. Yeah, but it's five nine nine right now um, on there right for the interest rates on that renovation construction level. Yep, Uh, our thirty year uh, Fannie Mae loan is probably six point six two five or six and a half right now. So, um, but like I said, it it, it all depends on credit score. Credit scores are the key to interest rates. That's why you want to have your scores as high as possible, and you want to monitor them and maintain them up.
0: Right, and that's something you're going to have to just
1: jump in here. In I, I got some, but Go I, for it. so I like how, how you're here and you're able to speak in detail about the specifics of these products that, you know, may be valuable, valuable to someone who's, you know, maybe about to do a renovation. Right. And I heard you mentioned earlier about a, um, like trends that you're noticing in the market. Mm-hmm. What is it that you and your team are doing to kind of stay on top of those trends to be sure that the products that you're delivering are, you know, the, the most efficient or the, you know, the up-to-date?
2: Yeah, that's a great question because one trend I'm seeing out here, especially for new construction, uh, not, maybe not resale and, they, and not, definitely not in renovation, but in new construction, a trend that's out there is a 2-1 buy-down, okay? And for, uh, for what, what that means is that if an interest rate on a 30-year fix is 6.5, the first year they are able to get a 4.5 rate, hmm. and the second year it's 5.5. And then the third year to the remaining 30 years, it's six and a half. And so you buy it down and it has to be paid by the seller, the builder, or the seller of the house. Now that's a trend, okay? And they've been around forever, as long as I've been in the business. But we haven't talked about 2-1 buy-downs for many, many years. Mm. Right now they're talking, and honestly, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of those because you can buy down an a ARM program. That gives you seven years because in the next two to three years, you're going to refinance if rates go down right. on that program. Right. And the cost is a lot more on the two, one buy down than what you can buy down and get a guaranteed rate for seven years. Right. So that's a trend. All right. So we, we, we take a look at, we have that program so I can look at it and I can advise and I let the client make the, the best decision. They asked me for my opinion, but I still say these are the options because I never want a client to ever come back to me and say, well, you told me to do this program mm-hmm. i want them to make that decision what is going to be best for them right. based on the information that we can provide now like i said the the arm program is a trend compared to 30 years and there are some clients that an arm is not going to be good right. and we'll tell them that okay based on because of their credit rating or the program type that they qualify for right so but that's a great question yeah and that's the trend and that's just staying up on top of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is what we try to and what i do with um so my team is can assist me in handling all the back end stuff so i can stay on top of that
1: right do you know of any programs that just went away totally like you as no one does it anymore in the whole industry the
2: interest only arm programs that were prevalent back in the early to mid 2000s, -hmm. they, they went away and they haven't come back. Okay. They probably won't. Okay. Um, there are, and also they would do what they call the stated income or stated asset loans, Mm -hmm. which were specifically designed for self-employed individuals now. Um, but then they allowed W2 employees, uh, to be able to do that. And so unfortunately when that happened, there was some incorrect information that was being provided to the lender right. to help people qualify and therefore that caused the bubble in, in 08 09 mm-hmm. so we have not seen them come back and I, I doubt if they will ever come back
1: okay so do you think there are any identifying factors about any program that would lead you to say oh this is this is probably going to be here for a while
2: the arm will be around for a while Okay. And I don't think the two one buy down will be, that's just, that's going to be, like I said, a trend. It's, a, it's a, more of a fad right now because mm-hmm. if someone can market that they can get a four and a half percent interest rate, people will go, oh, oh yeah. that's not what rates are right now. Yeah. Right. So therefore, it will entice them to go ahead and call that builder or that agent or that lender. Um, so I don't think they'll be around, but I believe the arms will be around for a while and they will, uh, because again, it's a great option. But if 30 year rates go back down, People are going to more than likely not even entertain the thought of that because if you had a two point seven five interest rate two years ago or a year and a half ago, why would you even consider an arm? Mm-hmm. Unless you're not going to be in the house for that time frame. Yeah, you know, if there is short term,
0: it sounds like it sounds like too is what I remember from 'oh eight was there were new products that were being created, really cre- trying to you know trying to to navigate through the crisis to mm-hmm. say hey, we really need to create something new or, or you know and a lot. I'm not hearing that at all, where it's not like a flurry of, we need to fix this, the sink is, the ship right. is sinking. It sounds like a correction, uh, it, and it's, it sounds like, again, you, you said we're expecting in six months, you know, so the middle of summer of 2023, rates to be back down into the fives, right, and possibly within the next 18 months after that, back down into the fours. Correct. Sounds like it's a little hill. I mean a little speed bump.
2: And and when we say that, they're they're going off the of data that they have now. What right. they forecast, what inflation is potentially going to be. Unfortunately, when government spends, yes, like they just did with this one point seven trillion um ominous bill, they they're they're questioning what is that gonna do to affect inflation. They don't right. know yet because right. the money hasn't gone in. And right. once it does go in, they'll see that. So they'll predict based on what they have now. And that's what the prediction is. Now, I always tell people, when we talk to them, I said, this is what we're predicting, but this is not, there could be something that comes up because we are on a uh, international, um, it's what happens in Japan affects our markets. So what happens in Europe will affect our markets. So with that being internationally, that can affect that we don't know. Things we can Japan just last week, bumped up their Fed funding, what we call our Fed funding rate, their Fed funding rate, a quarter percent out of the blue. Hmm. And that caused the markets to move the day before, uh, what was it, day before Christmas Eve. Wow. And so it was negative when that happens in the bond market and that affects our interest rates. But yes, so that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah,
1: you're bringing up a lot of good points. And that kind of leads to the point that you're suggesting different packages based on intelligent research more or less than, Hey, this is the hot thing right now. Correct. Everybody come do this. Correct. Right.
2: And, and the thing is that I would never tell somebody to do something I'm not willing to do myself. And I've done those. Yeah. That's what
0: I want to add to is is you you have investment properties. You, mm-hmm. You've you helped people who are, you know, family members go through this, but you're also doing it yourself. I mean, this Correct. is something that, um, and you and I had this conversation a couple of years ago when you were considering the renovation for your home. How do you navigate that? And you were really frank with me. and, and it and I just appreciate that you were looking at it from the perspective of a of a customer, right? And navigating that and saying, okay, what is the best solution? And and I and every conversation I've been part of where you're in it, you've always kept that. Um, I have multiple projects where they brought in their their lending team, and it was just chaos. I never knew what was going on. I didn't trust the data that I was getting or the information, and and so you know every every. Uh, project that we've been involved with, where you and your team are on the other side, it's been very streamlined, very easy. This is the information, very transparent, uh, which gives me tremendous peace of mind. Because again, there's there's a lot of pieces that are moving, right? And when when someone's not being honest, you know, on the other right. side of it, right. it's really frustrating. And so, well,
2: one thing that I've always and I've, probably early in my career, I'd probably say in the early 2000s, maybe 01, two thousands, maybe oh one oh two. I heard a slogan that I kind of adopted as my own. People don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Mm. And wow, for me to be able to go in and when I talk to clients, I care about that. Each file, mm-hmm. I don't, it, it's, it's, it is somebody's life. It, right. Their home is their life in most cases, because that's where they're going to live. So it right. is personal. Right. So I try to make sure that they know how much, because, it doesn't matter how much I know
1: hmm. I can
2: spew right now. I can spew all these facts, <laughs> right? Uh, it, that's great. But unless they know that I care about it, it it's, it's irrelevant in most cases. So that's what that's I great. try to focus on. Um, and like I said, treat them, treat them like I want to be treated too.
1: That's great. So. That's great, man. That's a lot of great information. And I can tell that you really take what you do serious and, you know, you put a lot of hours, a lot of research into understanding the system what do you like to do when you're when you're at home when when you, you close the computer up? <laughs> kind of like
2: tea. I, I I like to go to the gym. I'm oh yeah, he's a right big now. guy. I know you can see it on camera. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I like working out is my release, but also enjoying watching my kids do what they love to do. Mm, okay. uh, those are the two things that I've. Uh, those I don't play much golf. Um, you know, I I probably play golf three or four times a year. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I, that's just I used to play uh, softball and other th- other sports like that. Don't do that because my kids are older and I want to watch them play. Yeah, and do their things that they love to do. Yeah. Um, so those are the two big things that I do on my free time. Is you know I, I love my wife and I love hanging out with her. So that's I like great, to spend man. time there with her
0: mm-hmm. too. So. Yeah, and your house has always been a. I mean. The holidays, people come to your home. Yes. Like your home is very full of love, very full of energy. And when we were doing projects at your home, like your kids were there, like their friends were there, like it was a place where people wanted to be. And so that's that's not something you just wake up one day and say, you know, you know, that's something that's built. And that's uh, so it's it's one thing for people to say, you know, I, I care about my family. It's it's another thing for it to show up mm-hmm. very easily, very candidly. Every day, so thank you. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. And
2: I take that serious. I love. I, I I was talking to someone this morning, actually, and it's kind of ironic that I had, you know, I wanted four kids. Mm-hmm. I really did. I mean, my wife was. I, I always it's a joke with her that, you know, she wanted two. I wanted four. I won. I, know I won all the time. <laughs> so, but what happens there is that I enjoy them. I enjoy my kids being in the room, even if they're on their phones. Mm-hmm. sitting in just mm-hmm. at the couch next to us mm-hmm. and in the, in the den or at the dinner table and just having conversation and being around them because um, I can't wait to have grandkids yeah. and have them over as well. So um, that's what I enjoy. I love the, love it. the relational part of that. That's Absolutely.
1: Awesome. Yeah, man. We can definitely feel that you you're really passionate about everything it is you do, you know, with, with your work and with your family too. And you mentioned earlier your, your military background. Thank you for your service. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Um, is there any message that you want to leave with the Favon built family? That's anyone who's watching, whether it's us here, it's our customers, potential customers, any message you want to leave for them?
2: Um, I would probably sit there and say the the message is love your family. Don't take them for granted. Um, and enjoy the time you have with them because it's not forever. Mm-hmm. Death in taxes. That's what I always say. Death, mm-hmm. and taxes. Death <laughs> in taxes.
1: <laughs> so, there That's awesome, go. man. Well, look, we we really appreciate you coming by. This was a great conversation. Casey, you want to add anything,
0: dude? I really appreciate you you being here. And and you know, there were, uh, you, again, years ago. I, I just appreciate how much I looked up to you as as a dad. And uh, and there were, there were times where you really helped me in, in little moments. And it wasn't wasn't anything like a crisis or monumental. It was little moments and and in our business as well, like the, you know, professionally. There have been little moments. And so I appreciate that. You show up every day. You bring your best because it's that it's that one play you've got. You know, that may be the moment that makes
1: the, the moves mm-hmm. it forward and, and you do that every day. Appreciate, appreciate you. you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Well said, Casey. Well said. Well, if you've been considering that that wonderful home renovation and you had questions about financials, go ahead. Finances, hit us up, please. We will definitely get you in yep. contact with Russell. He'll take great care of you. If
0: you're buying a home in this uh, in, in this economy right now and you need somebody who makes your process simple, he's the man, so.
1: Great. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Fabling Built Podcast. I'm Timon Phillips. I'm Casey Fabling. Russell, thanks so Russell much Dash. for joining us, man. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Bye.
0: This has been another episode of the Fabling Built Podcast. Stay up to date with all things Fabling Built by following us on Facebook and Instagram, and subscribing to our YouTube channel. Audio versions of the podcast are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all other podcast streaming platforms. Be sure to like and comment your thoughts on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next episode.